Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Well, folks, if you've been, uh, if you haven't been following the real estate news, apparently the next reason we are going to have a housing crash in a long series of reasons is Airbnb is going to cause the next housing crash, which I think is very interesting. We will have that discussion with the three amigos. I do want to be very clear. All three of us have been warning about Airbnb. We all see investors not doing the work in gambling. That said, I'm just going to randomly guess that these two individuals don't make the leap from bad investors losing money to housing crash. But let's welcome to the show. Dion, you're up first. How are you doing? Howdy. I'm doing great. I'm kind of excited about this because I keep seeing a lot of comments on uh, people going into short-term rentals, losing their properties, and and the the massive wave of sales that's going to happen because of that. So I want to get into some of those details. Yeah, I think there's really two points we hopefully get into. One is the talk track being represented by doomers. And then two, the reality is there is a lot of pain coming. Uh, Matt, the third of the three amigos, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. Excited to talk about this. I mean, told you so. <laughs> Just video over. <laughs> yeah. is what well, it is. Dion, I mean, I think the other yeah, thing too is like the chaos that they think is going to ensue. Do you realize that a lot of these short-term renters or short-term owners that they have three and a half percent debt. Like fixed. if you bought an fixed. Airbnb, 30 fixed, 30 year fixed. If you bought it in the last year, you don't. But if you didn't buy it in the last year, you do. And so guess what? That debt, not only is your house an asset, but the debt's an asset. No question. No question. Well, Dion, we really have two paths that we could go down. One is we can talk about the leap from Airbnb paying to housing crash or we could talk about investors, some investors being in a lot of pain. Which path would you like to take? I think, well, I think we should do a little bit on the numbers and why there isn't going to be such a massive wave of people selling, but then a continued warning to the investors today who are thinking, I can't find a cash flow and deal. I don't want to learn a new asset class. I don't want to expand my market. I don't want to watch days on market. I'm going to buy something that has to make sense as a short-term rental. That's what we've been warning against for years that sure, invest for short-term rentals, but it should make sense, at least not be an alligator as a long-term rental, just in case something like part of Texas says, no more short-term rentals. Yeah. Vegas says no more short-term rentals. Hawaii tried it. Hawaii tried to limit anything to less than 90 days and it got overturned. So there, there is... HOAs, municipalities, uh, some I, I'm expecting at some point, some statewide legislations that say, you can't do that anymore. And what a huge gamble it is. But Matt's absolutely right. If you bought a house in 2018, that's pretty much doubled in value. It's like 80% more in, in most markets. And your interest rate, you refinanced it in 2020 to 2 or 3% interest. You have a mortgage that will work as a long-term rental. Uh, the, the large percentage of people, that's where they're at. 
there are some people who bought in the last six months to a year who fell onto the bandwagon of look how much money I can make short-term rental. Cause it's kind of two things. It can be taken away, but in some areas where it's not going away, there has been enough increase in supply to where the, the number of bookings is down. The amount that you can charge is down. And I think people are going to be stuck today buying stuff that in six months or a year doesn't make sense. Well, I think there's a couple of things. Again, one of the beauties of having this channel is I bring in multiple millionaires and uh, two of them, Adrian and Omar from Southern California, both were early uh, Airbnb, right? So they had uh, their first properties, I believe, were in uh, Lake Havasu. Mm. And Adrian just talked about this. I think it was two weeks ago. He was making $12,000 a month on Airbnb. This is uh, 2021 numbers, 12 grand. And what did, what did Adrian do? Well, Adrian did what all of us would likely do, is we told everybody we made $12,000 on Airbnb in Lake Havasu. So guess what happens when you open your big mouth and you tell everybody you're making $12,000 a month in Lake Havasu? Yeah. You get a lot of your buddies. Sure. And some of your acquaintances buying units in Lake Havasu and increasing the supply, which will ultimately lead to a significant fall. So Adrian, two and a half short years later, is out of Airbnb because no longer is he making 12000 He's basically breaking even, and he's turned them into monthly long-term rentals. Now, Adrian is lucky because he got in early at a price point and an interest rate that gives him optionality. The idiots that followed him, and maybe not the first wave or the second wave, but certainly the third and fourth wave, they are cooked. Yeah. They don't they don't cash flow as Airbnb. They can't cash flow as long-term rentals. Their only answer is to eat an you know, have an alligator for the next several years or sell it at a loss. Uh -huh. This is a problem. If you go to a market where there was none and now there is a plethora, you're gonna get hurt. And you're going to get hurt bad. What do you think, Matt? Yeah. Um, every time I hear the word plethora, I think plethora of pinatas <laughs> in that <laughs> reference. But yes. But um, I think that so that's gonna that's gonna be one of the drivers. I mean, it's gonna drive many different facets of the market, right? There's gonna be some that have to be for sale, there's gonna be some that get sold sub to, there's gonna be some converted to MTR, some converted to STR, you know, and you're gonna have to assess that based on your market. But where the crash bros always get it wrong is they think that the only solution is that everyone goes belly up. Maybe it's because they don't operate businesses and they have no clue how to actually run a company. They have no idea that uh, when you run a company, when you're the owner, that you look and you have a big, huge board of knobs and levers and lights and sirens, and you have all of these things at your disposal. And so it's not just one size fits all. This is what you're doing. It's this is what your opportunity is based on what is most available in your market. You might be first, you might be, and, and, and if you are first at whatever it is, maybe MTRs or, you know, maybe you're the bigger hustler and you're reaching out to hospitals and getting on their list, you know, for executives, um, maybe there's a new Amazon site coming nearby or one of the new chip sites coming nearby. In that point, there's a million different ways to get out of a bad deal. And so it becomes incumbent on the operator to then make the decision based on what I'm looking at right now, this, this hurts us the least, because if they think 
right? Let's say these were bought with three and a half percent down mortgages or 5% down mortgages. Is any, are any of these investors going to be able to go write a check to close on selling a property? The answer's likely no, they're not. They're certainly not going to do that. What would they more than likely do? Even if they stop paying, which they won't probably do because they'll find short term or something or long midterm or long term, some other strategy that gives them an alligator, but only costs them a few hundred bucks a month. Or let's go nuclear option. Let's go crash bro style. Mm -hmm. They just stop paying their mortgage. Likely not, but let's just say they just stop paying. But when they do that, let's take it down the path a year and a half. Still not foreclosed on. It's probably still not auctioned at that point. Because at that point, the bank's not going to want that asset back. And they're not, they're going to want to keep it on their books to not show that they're pushing a bunch of bad debt out. So crash bros lose again. It's because they don't know how to do what we do. Yeah. So Dion, this is really a passion point for you. What do you think of that? So you, you make the, the point of they have the options of carrying an alligator or selling at a loss. And I, I know that there's somebody watching who sat back and said, well, if somebody's going to sell at a loss, that means I'm buying at a reduced price. And that's not what we mean by sell at a loss. Matt kind of touched on this with if they're 3.5% down or 5% down, are they going to be able to write a check? Because when you acquire the property, if somebody overpaid, right? If they overpaid because of the short-term rental, yeah, they're going to sell at a loss. That doesn't mean it's lower than what market is. If they purchased at market and it doesn't make sense as a short-term rental, when they go to sell, if they sell it at market, they don't have the equity to cover the cost of selling. You have agent fees and, and, and that's generally like six to 8%, right? Of what your purchase price is or sales price is. So if you're in a bad situation because you're no longer cash flowing on your short-term rental and you don't have the reserves to, like Matt said, write a check to lose an asset, what are you going to do? Even if you walk away from the payments and just say, okay, I don't want it. That's a year to three years from now before that even hits market. And there's not going to be enough of those to lower what the market price is. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things uh, and then we'll get on to really the meat of this. I think, I think there are a couple of very small markets, like maybe Lake Havasu being one of them that has like one thing going for it, a big lake that if it got saturated to the point uh, that Lake Havasu appears to be there, there could be some real pain there, but Lake Havasu is not going to impact the median home price of Arizona, let alone the United States, right? So if you want to create some fear porn, you're going to pick some markets that are really, really small. Uh, like this, you know, individual who was all over CNBC and Bloomberg and now CNN talking about Airbnb crashing the housing market. The number one market he picked was Dollywood. You guys really think Dollywood is a big enough market to impact a state, let alone a country? Are you, I mean, just, I mean, just, just ask one level deep questions. This stuff's not that hard, but people just want to believe that a crash is coming. I don't understand. Um, it's not that hard, but if, for 10 years, it's not that hard, but if you're not in the game, you don't know the questions to ask. You've no clue. That's why watching them have conversations with people about it is laughable. It's like, you know, who's the dumbest guy in the room? If you don't know, you're it. Like yeah. watching them 
interview people and talk to them about property. Do you see this spreadsheet? Do you, do you run, do you understand what it means? You don't understand what it means. I just heard you talk for five minutes. You don't understand what it means either. And that's why it's infuriating watching that stuff because it's just keeping more people on the sidelines. How's everyone feeling that they didn't buy in 2020 or one or 22 or 23 or how's that going for everyone? Because I keep on sending every Saturday when we go out yard sailing with our kids, I post a picture of an open house that I drive by completely non-strategically. It's just whatever one we drive by on the way to yard sailing. And there have been lines up and down the street. They're packed. They are Sorry. packed. And I give a quick touch base on it and I reach out to the agent and just go like, just, in, you know, I, I might, I might make an offer, but I'd like to just understand how many offers you have. Seven, nine, 14, 12, you know, only three, but they're mm. all over asked. Of okay. course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, market's crashing, clearly. Yeah, clearly. Well, let's let, the last thing I want to talk about Airbnb is again, I have heartburn with Airbnb. I have heartburn with syndications. I have heartburn with Burr. Yeah. Why? Because all of these things have been pitched at one time as the get is the latest get rich quick thing. Real estate investing is not, and there has ever been, and there won't ever be easy. I believe it takes focus and daily discipline. I've now helped thousands of people get on that path. I know it works, but I understand. Burr is sexy because you are sold a bill of goods that you can build a real estate portfolio with no money. Airbnb and Airbnb arbitrage. Great. I can get in the game and all I got to do is buy used furniture. I get it. Oh, bigger is better. I want to be, I want to own thousands of units where in reality I own half a percent of a deal, but I can tell people I own this Miami-based apartment building. I get it. Folks, stop being stupid. Real estate investing is the best way to get wealthy. All you got to do is get four. Four will fundamentally change your life. Just get a buy box, look every day, write great offers, follow up on deals. It's just stop looking for the easy button. There isn't one. Stop being stop being so desperate you believe the next lie. It just drives me crazy. Uh, Matt, what do you think of all that? Yes. I subscribe to that. It's just absurd. The get rich quickers, the guys who like they continue to fail, right? And it's like they tried they tried your Airbnb arbitrage was such a good idea. Airbnb stole it, put it on their website. Now they make it easy to do and you're out of, and you're out of business. And that's what you always have to be concerned with doing when invitation homes, when Jeff Bezos, when all these guys get into our market, what does that do? Creates more competition. That means pricing goes up on the assets I already have. Cause I was smarter. I thought of it before him. I was doing it before him. I would be willing to bet you I'm a much better operator than him. And I'm certainly a lower cost operator. Because corporations have too much heavy lifting, heavy weight, heavy red tape and process and people that they need to manage that process. That's why companies, as they get bigger, get more and more inefficient, you know? And so that's where I look to see the next bump up. And these people that think, oh, you know, it, it, it's still going to crash. No, no, still not going to crash. Still not going to crash. There's going to be pockets here and there. There's going to be when big businesses go out of business in those specific areas, like what happened when U.S. Steel left Gary, Indiana. 
But if you owned a house in Gary, Indiana at time, you were screwed. Now, what did it create? Infinite opportunity. And that's what Millennial Mike's doing such a great job with. So, Dion, this was your topic. What do you think of my big rant? I think the three of us could rant on this for hours. Hours. I mean, we've literally been spending years. We've given several warnings, but there's two specifically on this topic. The first is if you purchase a short-term rental, make sure you have several exit strategies. Be ready for your ability to do it as a short-term rental to go away. Be ready for it to become saturated. You know, we've never seen a market-wide rent decrease, but we plan on it. We invest like it could happen so that we wouldn't have to go back to work. Short-term rentals should be handled the same way. The second warning, and Matt touched on this a little, the Crash Bros videos, the fear porn gets a ton of views. And for years, there's been a consistent reason, a new consistent reason, why the crash is right around the corner. And everyone's saying from the Crash Bros size, why you should wait. It was, it's going to crash. Uh, you're you're going to be able to buy at a discount. Don't buy now because you might own an asset that loses value. Short-term rentals are about to crash, so you can pick them up at a discount, meaning wait, constantly wait. We've been saying for years, if you wait, it's going to cost you. If you rush, it's going to cost you. The market doesn't tell you when to buy. The two things that tell you when to buy is, are you ready? Meaning you don't have anything weird going on in your life that takes away your attention and your ability to actually pay attention to these deals. And two, did you find a great deal? And a great and a great deal that has to be a short-term rental to make money isn't a great deal. An example of the crash bros hurting people. I have eight properties. So I don't have hundreds. I don't have uh, you know dozens. I have eight. Four, well, 18 units too. But it's four of those properties were acquired since 2020. Mm. And because of that, I was able to retire last year, walk away from $2 million in golden handcuffs, not care. I mean, the only reason I, I actually still remember that is because I mention it in videos. Like, I walked away from that. Don't care. Because $2 million, and I know this is going to sound stupid to say, wouldn't matter. <sighs> not enough to make me want to still work. Like, I, I don't know that there's a number unless it's like, you put a B in front of it. Maybe <laughs> that would get me back to work. Absolute time freedom, to me, trumps any kind of number that says you have to work. Are you listening, Matt? Yeah. Okay. Makes Are you taking notes? Did you, you write that down? That 30 seconds was for you. <laughs> <laughs> Two million dollars. I don't care. I care about $2 million. Uh, I, well, do me a favor, yeah, I know Where you're a better man. I, like I said, we all knew this. You're a better man than me. We knew that. We knew that. There you go. Well, Matt, where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, we're about to start our next round of boot camp in my course. And 1130 a.m. Eastern time on Sundays, we are doing uh, our typical live stream. And then this last Saturday, we were in the field for two hours with one of my students. It was a lot of fun. Oh, so thanks that. for thanks to ready on for hanging out with us and Emma for running the camera. There you go. And Dion, where can they find you? Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. We're on Tuesdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. I talk about things like Matt's next biggest, most complicated, possibly best deal Scary. that we're not talking about yet. Yeah. And sometimes, like today, 
the advice that I give that is hated the most. Mm -hmm. Tune in, in for that. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Ciao.